0: Frequency.fm presents the Amped Interview. Hey, everybody. It's Joe, and I want to welcome you to part two of our Amped Interview with Bonnie Gray. Those of you who caught the first half, you know uh, what an engaging conversation uh, that was and how, uh, how much we consider Bonnie to be a kindred spirit of us here at Frequency. A couple bits of housekeeping before we get in. You'll notice my voice is uh, a little shot. I have a a bit of a cold, so I apologize for that. Uh, But a few things that are going on with Frequency we wanted to let you know about. Uh, First of all, our friend Krista Wells, uh, you may be familiar with her if you've been following us at all. Uh, She released her covers album uh, just a couple of days ago, Tuesday of this week. And uh, it's an EP, five Five songs that uh, she's covered from songs from the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, we can't recommend it enough. We love Krista. Not just that, but it's actually a pretty darn good album. So uh, take a look at that. Uh, We may actually be giving one of those away. So take a look at the show notes when uh, you're done listening to our interview with Bonnie and see what we have to say about that. Um, Also, uh, if you weren't already aware... Travis Thrasher and frequency have partnered on an endeavor it's it's really him doing all the work and us uh, sharing in his glory but he's doing something really unique and fun in that uh, he had this idea for a book. he calls it a mix between the stand and lost and he's pitched it to publishers. there's been a lot of interest but because of the scope it's just uh, such an ambitious undertaking that they uh, that folks passed at any rate, He feels so compelled to tell the story that he decided he's going to blog the first book in this three book series throughout the year of 2015, which to me is an amazing idea. We decided to offer our resources to help him. Uh, create an audio book to go along with it. So we are actually creating an audio book as the year goes on, as the different chapter entries are released. So that is a, that you can actually find on hinterlands.frequency.fm. It's really kind of a completely different site, so you won't find a link to it specifically on our page, but just type in hinterlands.frequency.fm. You'll get right over there. Um, third thing I wanted to share is, um, even though we shared it on social media, you may not have noticed, but The first half of this interview with Bonnie has actually become the second most popular the second most popular interview that we've ever done on Frequency in uh, nearly three years. So I wanna thank you all uh, who are friends and fans of Bonnie's who come on over and uh, spend some time with us and, and listen to the interview. Thank you so much for being here. And we wanna invite you to spend some more time with us here at Frequency. We've got some great interviews with other artists and other authors, uh, musicians, just ac- across the artistic spectrum. We hope you'll uh, spend some more time with us. We, uh, we've enjoyed having you here. Now, um, we're gonna go right back into the interview, and uh, just as this is part two of uh, that full conversation we had, I actually broke this conversation into two parts as well within this episode. The first half is more, um, as you'll see at the very beginning, discussing uh, more about the book, and we discuss more about how we as a culture tend to perhaps devalue artists, so we have a good conversation there. Uh, then there's a slight break and we go into a discussion that is perhaps more sensitive. We are discussing anxiety. Uh, we're discussing some personal stuff in in my life as well as something some things that are going on with Bonnie. So there'll be a slight musical transition there, so you'll know when you slip into that part there. But it gets personal. You'll probably hear me talking almost as much as Bonnie at that point. So just letting you know that that's coming up. It's a it's a little different than what we normally do, but it's an important conversation, and we really. Appreciate how Bonnie was comfortable enough to share with us her experience, and we hope that by listening to that, if if you or anyone in your family is struggling with PTSD or anxiety, uh, etc., get some help. It's okay, you're not alone. There's plenty of folks out there who are dealing with similar issues. It just isn't something that's being trumpeted from the hilltops. So I'm going to be quiet now. I've talked long enough we're going to get right into the interview. Thank you so much for being here with Frequency and we'll uh, talk to you next time. Now we've we've gone all over the place and and I'm enjoying this. One thing I want to make sure we do before we go too far, you know, I think we're only a half hour in. <laughs> is um, you no, know, we have the book club. I also want to make some space, as it were, for the other piece that you've got going on. And then we'll come back to the coffee conversation that we're enjoying. But um, you do have this partnership that you've just engaged in. And perhaps you can tell us about that uh, while while we're chatting.
1: Yeah. You know, what's really been fun is to see how the book has taken a life of its own, a story of its own and engaging with people's stories. And um, Whispers of Rest is a collection of art prints that Red Letter Words, um, that's the company that D Kasperger, she's an artist um, and mm. she takes uh, words and turns them into art. Um, and they're art prints that have been created with different quotes from the book, Finding Spiritual Whitespace. And they are meant to be um, echoes of prayers that resonate God's um, presence and God's God's words of rest for each of us. So, it's a five-piece collection. And um, we talked about the colors that are associated with each of these whispers of rest that it would take you to a different place that is restful, whether it's um, the ocean, the beach or the sky, different colors that are represented in nature and um, match with words um, that are taken from the book um, that are restful and prayers for each of us. So they're they, they to inspire moments of rest um, throughout uh, the day. The
0: artist is D. casperker
1: Yes, D. Kassberger at Red Letter Words. Well, I'm
0: definitely going to share the links there. I do want to ask a quick question about uh, how do you, uh, you, a written word artist, engage with a visual artist to create and collaborate something like that?
1: You know, it's interesting because, you know, during this time that I experienced anxiety and um, writing this book and writing about these stories, one thing that was very soothing to me that was actually a prompt for my writing was um, photography and painting mm-hmm. um, i found that if i were to um, go to an art gallery or a museum or i found that whether they're showing photographs or painting i would feel a certain emotion and feeling and sometimes it's just one word that would emerge as i would look at a photograph or a painting and i would take that word and i would just start to free write what is that word bringing me to? What memories, or stories, or thoughts? And so, when 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 I worked with D, it was just such a wonderful soul enriching experience to talk about. You know, what are the different words, and how do, how do they convey? What kind of spaces do those put me in? And then she would be able to then think about how those words, where does those words bring her to? And so she was then inspired to then create. Um, the words and the text and the placement and the colors and the textures. So, oh my gosh, it was just like a dream come true. Well, that's a,
0: that's a, <laughs> a very cool convergence of those two mediums. It, it, you almost argue that it diverges because you take a word and you each kind of take it your own direction, but you have that common uh, foundation or pivot point uh, of that word and then working through that together. Uh, I've looked at the pieces and and they're beautiful. They do elicit A response in that way. They're provocative, not in the uh, negative sense, but more of a. You see it, and you start to experience it because, with the words and the the visualization together, it's the way that it works.
1: It's a good example of what we were talking about previously about balancing, creating artistically, and then the feeding your family commercial aspect, because you think, okay, this is an art print collection. This is this is a business where you're selling things to, you know, put in your home. But really, I mean, the, what made it different though, Joe, is that our experience of working on it together. So I know when I look at that, that's not just somebody, oh, putting up some words and then turning into it, a canvas. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's our experience. It's the journey we took when we were talking about which words are we going to choose and how do they resonate? Where does it bring you? How did it make you feel? Why we like it? What colors? So it's really the journey. And that's why it's spiritual white space, because maybe nobody else even knows what we went through the process to create these. But you know what? It doesn't matter because in eternity's time and space, that art is whispering with God's presence. That art has been touched because... We were together in that space, in our own journeys, in our own stories, and this is what what came out. So I don't feel like it was produced, and that's why I love that word created. So God, God is also in charge of taking care of us too. You know, like paying our bills. So I mean, He will use what is beautiful, spiritually created in those spaces, and He uses. He's in charge of it all, whether it's retail, business, you know, entrepreneurship. He's in charge of it all. But I think it's, it's more of where your heart is, where, where it is we began. So I, I'm just so excited. And I, I can't wait for more opportunities. I said, God, you know, can you bring more? I would love to be able to work with more artists. And actually, somebody just said, like, oh, can I use some of these words for some music, some songs? I go, yeah, go ahead. You know, use it. The
0: best part about connecting with artists is is talking with somebody like you and going, she should talk to Krista Wells. Does she know who Krista Wells is? Cause I can just see them working together and coming up with some remarkable music based on these things. And you just, you know, it, you want to connect people regardless of what medium they're working in, because you can sense that their heart is the same or, you know, they're, they're beating in a, in coordination with each other and they don't even know it. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful. I I'm, so, I'm very privileged to be able to speak with somebody like you and other artists, who do similar work, but just have a heart for what the artist longs to do.
1: Well, you know, I that's so sweet of you to say, oh gosh, having a moment here. But um, you know, like when you had the interview with Robbie C and he wrote this one song that's called Love That Will Not Let Me Go. And there's this one lyric says, Trace the rainbows through the rain. Mm. And that that lyric just could not stop resonating in my my soul and my mind just trace the rainbow through the rain, trace the rainbow through the rain. And as I sat there with that lyric and it brought me to this place, I was like, I'm going to write about this memory and this story. And it became a chapter in my book. So that's an example, right? Where something he produced and it's, it's obviously it's because he was able to commercially then, you know, have it put out and produce and done well. It's like, God uses that because now I can quote-unquote consume it sip it you know i'm the faith barista so i love that you know i just sip yeah. it um and then and then and then it nourishes my soul and then something comes out so you know god's in charge of coffee houses too you know so i like to think of all artists serving up their art and yeah you got to go to the cafe to buy it but you know it's does <laughs> something for your soul okay. so that that's good that that kind of You know, business is good. That's business for your soul. You
0: mentioned something just a moment ago that prodded something in my mind. Let me throw out something that may be a little, I don't know if it's controversial, but something to think about or ponder. In your experience, as you're engaging as a writer, as you're uh, engaging with other mediums and people who operate in those, do you find there's a, a common thread where we have a tendency to, or we're heading the direction of devaluing art uh, whether it's marginalizing the artist or being dismissive of the the heart that goes into that. Do you think that that we have that issue as a culture, whether within or without the Christian culture? When you were talking about your collaboration with D, you mentioned how it's not something that's produced, it's something that's created. Now, we do a morning quote most days of the week, but I use these online tools that will take words and put them together with pictures and I can share those, but there's not a lot of art involved in my piece of that. And it's, it's, you know, it's mechanical effectively. We as a culture perhaps don't necessarily recognize when you and D are creating something, the organic heart, soul quality to produce that. And we start to think of artists as um, a consumable, you know, oh, you produced that. Thank you. I'm going to go off with that. Uh, I don't put a lot of value in it. I only put value on it in uh, how it serves me. Are we devaluing the efforts and the heart of the artist as consumers and as a culture?
1: Yeah, I think that we devalue it when we turn it into social media sound bites and we think, okay, is this clickable? Is this shareable? Yeah. Um, I think that that is one way we devalue it. And I think that one of the most beautiful things about art is when we, when we, when we actually think about, yeah, what, what is it that's behind what's being created? And I think that's why art is a prompt for all things soulful and spiritual and deep and reflective and meaningful. And, and actually, art tells the truth in that sense of the person who is, quote unquote, consuming it. Art says more about the person looking at the art, experiencing the art or savoring it. I think that's why art is powerful. Yes. And that's why as a culture, like you said, we, we devalue it when we don't interact with it and 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 allow it to reflect and to ask ourselves questions about it. So I think that that's what does that's what art does. Art reflects the culture itself true art does do that it asks more more questions and it gives answers it's a
0: great response and people have gotten to the point where they're so used to getting things for free but the artist becomes kind of a commodity that the artist creates something, but we as a culture say, oh, that person's going to produce something for me that I don't necessarily either have to pay for or have to respect the journey that is represented in coming to this place. That once you start to understand that the journey that's behind it, you engage with the artist and with the art on a a level that's far beyond just clicking play on uh, an iPod. That's again, one of the, the benefits of what I get to do when talking with folks like you and with Travis and Krista and whoever and Robbie, is that when you're done, you are so vested in that artist that you can't help but want to trumpet their work every place. You, you know, you, you long for their success. You pray for them, whether they know it or not, they're in your heart and part of your prayer life, if that makes sense. So I, I long for people to stop looking at artists as commodities and start looking at the artists and their creations as the soul work that you and I are been, have been discussing.
1: Well, that's why I really felt that frequency got me. I really felt known. I really felt heard. I really felt that I existed. When the book was read and reviewed by Mark and we had the interview, that is how I felt. And that I wasn't just a commodity being you know, put on the different... You know, marketing, PR, shows, and we were just talking about the topic. That's the consumable part of it. So that's why I have that affection. Thank you. No, and I appreciate it. (laughs) Brotherly, sisterly affection for what frequency is doing.
0: So what I wanted to say about anxiety, my my wife suffers from anxiety and um, she would have panic attacks, just completely, you know, mind and body crippling panic attacks. Um, and they come from nowhere, but she has been for the past 15 years been, she's successfully treating it and she doesn't have panic attacks hardly ever anymore. And I'm grateful for that. So I, when I started reading your book, that grabbed me just immediately. I'm like, ah, I need to make sure my wife reads this book. Of course, she's not going to because she, because she's one of those people who's hyper cynical about Christian output. Oh no, you know, it's,
1: she has to read it. I know, but we'll get
0: there now. She just she actually okay. just left her day job so she'd go back to school full-time because she wants to counsel veterans with PTSD. It's, it's in her heart. Um, she wants to take what she's learned in her experience with counseling, with therapy, um, with the pharmacological aspects of that, Um, and with her faith and put those together to help people who, um, are dealing with those traumatic experiences, but not, but it's to your point earlier, it's not just about soldiers coming back from the war. My mom was sexually and physically abused by her father before the age of five. Um, she suppressed that memory. It came out again when she was in her forties. Um, but, but then it, you know, for 20 years, she was, um, Uh, she was living with undiagnosed PTSD. She was acting like a child. I mean, quite literally regressing back to that point in time when the abuse happened and, you know, like acting with that, that age specific maturity. Um, And it wasn't until that diagnosis came through that she really, and this is within the past year that she, the diagnosis came through and she's been doing um, EMDR. I don't know if you're familiar with that.
1: Yes, yes, that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. EMDR. Yes, yeah. because for three four months I did talk therapy, did nothing for yeah. me. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. is EMDR
0: because yes. EMDR. I use the word residue a lot, but um, when you talk about writing that book and that how that panic attack hit you that, uh, at that point, that something about writing it took the residue that was at the bottom of the glass. From that your experience there, and then added water to it, so it was kind of reinvigorated or reactivated, is the word I was looking for. Wow! If you leave a a glass on the counter, it had a little bit of coffee at the bottom, and it dries up and it gets consolidates, it becomes inactive but it's still powerful. And then you put water in it somehow. So somehow in your writing process, you, you reactivated that residue and all of a sudden it just comes back full force. You know, it's, it's waking up from a dream, from a relationship you had 20 years ago. And that memory of that relationship, the intensity of feelings, it's all right back on the surface, even if only temporarily. And it's just so powerful. That's what made me think of that when you're describing your writing process of the book.
1: Oh, I, I think you should put this in the interview. It's so powerful the way you described it. I love it.
0: Well maybe I will. Or you know. Yeah, I'll, it's wonderful. or maybe what I'll do is hey. I'll put a wrapper on it, and send it to you, and you can share it with people.
1: Oh no, no. I love how you said it. <laughs> okay, so um I, I, I feel I wish I had more time with you because I wanted to we only have ten minutes left. Was there a question you wanted to ask me about? Well,
0: um mostly I wanted to give you a platform to discuss those two pieces, the book club. And
1: oh no, but I bet about your anxi- the oh, anxiety. Oh no, you know, really
0: what all I wanted to share was that in my life, there's a you know, I have direct personal experience with people who are working through that. So I have a heart for that. I just wanted to sh- have a to, to share that. I wanted to make, I wanted to mention my mom's experience with PTSD, how it, uh, and, and also to discuss EDMR just briefly. I mean, those are things that I could talk about for decades because I think they're fascinating. You know, and, uh, you know, my wife and I talk about it a lot. I see the benefits of it. I think it's one of those things we also tended to be dismissive of in Christian culture is that, oh, well, that's some weird scientific hocus pocus, and it's not really real. But it is. It's, it's physiological. It really is.
1: Oh, well, um, I don't know if you're interested in reading about it, but the person who invented EMDR, she wrote a book. It's called Getting Past Your Past.
0: My, my wife has it. Okay, yeah.
1: all right. Yeah, so that explains actually why EMDR works. And in a nutshell, it's processing an event that it's it's connecting an event that happened um, that was so traumatic that the brain never integrated into the hippocampus, which is your archival part yeah. of your memory. So it's a live event. So um, it's like
0: never putting the cup in the dishwasher and rinsing out the residue. You just let it live there.
1: It's it's there. Yeah, and it's so powerful the way you described it. I really. I, I, I like I like how you describe it. I'm going to use that because people will understand that more because I go into the intellectual explanation of what's physiologically happening yeah, yeah. to me. That resonates. Yeah, it resonates with you know? me too. <laughs> yeah, when, when the doctor explained it to me, I'm like, why is that happening now? Because. Everything's going great. There's nothing bad, and like you said, your your wife had experienced panic attacks. I mean, I'm literally sleeping; like nothing is wrong. Right. I'm like, what's going on? So, well, that makes sense. Why, um, you know, you resonate, and I just I just feel so thankful. Like when I wrote this, I didn't know anybody that had panic mm, attacks. Yeah. Nobody, and I didn't know anybody. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm the only weird one that went through this. And like right now, this conversation we're having, it's it's actually it's healing to me because like okay i'm not the only one.
0: Oh no yeah
1: no no but i, I didn't know you know and it didn't make sense like i i'm like the last candidate for somebody who suffers from this really right god huh? so it's amazing to hear that well we do and i hope your i hope your wife does read it i can't wait for her to read the story well, i'll make
0: sure well wait a minute no mark's got my copy I'll I'll get back to um to Robin and see if she'll ship me another copy. In fact, maybe Absolutely. maybe does she have any signed copies?
1: Oh, I'll I'll sign one. I'll I'll yeah, no problem. I'll send it to you. Because what I'm thinking
0: is, let's um I'd like maybe I can do a, a book giveaway uh, related to it, just to continue to um you know bring awareness to the fact that the book is out there. Then I can uh, make sure my wife gets a chance to read it and.
1: Yes. Let me get a copy to you, and then I'll talk to him about doing book giveaways, like for for frequency. I would love it if you do that. And you know what, Josh Wilson really inspired me. I only have five minutes, but (laughs) Josh Wilson really inspired me because he had panic attacks. And did you know that? I do knew that. Okay, so he put a record out called "Carry Me" about his panic attacks. Every song he wrote was. He inspired me when I when I heard him do the uh, the interview on XM. I was like, oh, my gosh, Bonnie, don't be afraid. God is calling people to come out with their stories about this. Josh Wilson freaking put out an album, and he's on National XM talking about it. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book about all the stories. Yeah. It was his record that inspired me. And so I connected with Josh Wilson. So, um, you know, he's part of my journey, too. But um, and I just met him when he came out for a concert. But what I was going to say, shoot, I don't remember it.
0: Well, here, let me throw out something.
1: Oh, I remember now. Sorry, sorry. I remember now. Okay. So like a year later, he came out with his album. Then he went on a tour. Yeah. And so like at first, you know, because last year I was still experiencing, I don't have them anymore, but I was still experiencing panic attacks as of last year. I wasn't done with my journey yet, my healing, but I don't have them anymore. But at the time I didn't. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm coming out a book. I need to do a book tour, an online book tour now, but I can't, you know, because i was still having panic attacks and I could only do it, you know, online, you know, these radio interviews and stuff. But anyway, so I found out a year later he did. I said, I can do this. I can that's what I'll do. A year later, I know nobody else does this. Why when would you wanna why would you wanna do that? A year later. You've lost all the momentum, right? But guess what? God's picking it up again. I'm doing it right now. And I have like hundreds of people around the world doing this in-person book club and online. There are thousands of people that signed up to do it. That's awesome. So, like, see, that's an example where God's going to use your journey. So thank you for doing this interview. Thank you for doing the book club. This just shows you God has his own timetable. It's true.
0: And artists need to, um, folks who are listening, be aware that God does have a timetable. You could write a song five years ago that God has determined now is the time to share that God will take things that you do in honor of him, honoring the call that he has put on your heart, and he knows what to do with it. Allow him to do that. That's so Bonnie, uh, as we're wrapping up, because we're, I have four minutes and I don't know what you're doing, but, uh, in terms of people connecting with you, getting involved in the book club, what's the best way to, to be uh, in contact with you about those things?
1: You can reach me on my blog, hang out together in the virtual cafe called faith barista. I'm the barista, you know, the one that serves up coffee. I serve up stories <laughs> <laughs> from my everyday life. And in, um, We can swap some stories. I'm on Facebook at thebonniegray.com. And I am on Twitter at thebonniegray. I'm on YouTube at (laughs) thebonniegray. So I'm thebonniegray.
0: Perfect. So folks, connect with the book club. Check out the artwork that Bonnie and De Casper collaborated on. And if you haven't checked out the book, for goodness sake, check out the book. I think Bonnie and I may be able to work on some kind of giveaway. So stay tuned for that. Bonnie, what a blessing to have you uh, here for the interview. I can't wait to share this with folks.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a wonderful time together. Spent. You bet.
0: I'll okay. talk to you later.
1: Okay, great, Joe. Wonderful. Thanks, Bonnie. God bless. Awesome. Bye.
0: All right, guys, that's the end of our interview with Bonnie. Thank you so much for spending time with us and for listening to the interview. We did have some conversation with Bonnie about bringing her back, talking a little bit more about her writing process. Specifically, gosh, how does one put together a book? Be creative, tap into that creative part of your soul when you're struggling with anxiety and PTSD. So um, we're going to have Bonnie back at some point. Um, We're going to schedule that out with her. But, gosh, we're so thankful for her, and she's been a great friend of Frequency. So come back. We'll see you again soon. Check us out on social media. We are on Twitter at FrequencyFM. And you can find us on Facebook just simply by looking for frequency fm and you can also find us on google uh, google plus for those of you who frequent that we do spend some time over there as well so again thanks it's been a blessing having you here on the uh the interview we'll catch you again perhaps next week god bless frequency.fm is a podcast featuring christian artists authors creatives and experts for more music reviews book reviews and articles please visit us at frequency.fm